In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're glad you're joining us here today, and you are going to be glad that you're here today because we are talking with Andy Stork, author of Own Your Career, Own Your Life, and Career Thought the career confidant is all about helping you take control of your career management. So this was a fitting topic for us to talk about today. And Andy has a background in training, in talent development, and so we're excited to have him here today. So Andy, thanks for joining us. Hi, Marie. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to be here and to speak with you and your listeners. Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about your journey and what led you to write this book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Well, I've had uh, quite a journey, uh, trying a lot of different things over the years, Um, some that worked out well and many things that did not work out well or didn't work out as I planned. And I would like to start with that because I'm sure many of your listeners, like me, have had periods of time or might be in a period of time right now where they're not quite sure what they're doing or where they're going to go with their career. That's okay. Um, this is all about, not about feeling guilty for the past where we are now, but it's really about helping people plan for the future. And I uh, got, a, got very lucky uh, about 10 years ago. I got into corporate consulting and found a job at a company that really fit my strengths well after a lot of bouncing around and trying different things and terrible bosses and, and things like that. And I got an opportunity to start working with big companies uh, and especially uh, with executives and managers, teaching finance and strategy and leadership uh, and running workshops all over the world. And I got to learn a lot in addition to teaching, learn a lot from them and see what helped leaders and companies be successful and what was getting in the way. And along the way, I also noticed a lot of people that were kind of drifting through their careers, really operating in reaction mode, waiting for other people to tell them what to do, um, possibly moving up the ranks, but not really being intentional about what they're doing or where they're going. And they just didn't seem very happy or fulfilled. And I had a lot of conversations um, that led me to believe a lot of people were, were kind of struggling to figure out what they were doing and, and they weren't really taking control or ownership of their careers. And then as I made a lot of moves and reflected a lot on what, who I was and what I wanted to do, um, I ultimately became an entrepreneur and started my own consulting business a few years ago uh, and um, started doing more of that co- coaching, consulting, listening, and hearing what was going on in the entrepreneurial world. And I heard a message a lot from uh, a lot of gurus out there who said, well, if you don't like your nine to five, or if you don't like your job, you need to quit the nine to five and go start your own business. And I thought that that worked for me, but I know a lot of people who are not interested in running their own business. They just want to have a career that is fulfilling, where they feel like they're adding value and they're appreciated and they're really heading in the right direction and they're growing. And I wanted to create a book and a roadmap for them, leveraging all the things that I've learned over my career, Um, not just things I made up, but a lot of things I learned from other people. So the book is full of so many resources and references to other books so that I can help more corporate professionals, especially find more fulfillment and truly take ownership of their careers. And that's what it's all about. 
Yeah, and you're right. I mean, everybody wants a different version of fulfillment, and that's kind of what you go through in the book, and we'll talk a little bit about today. But that idea that there's a one-size-fits-all, that if you quit your job and do something you love, well, that doesn't that doesn't work for everyone because that takes a certain skill set and drive and uh, interest that does, that not everyone has, or maybe they don't have right now. And it also takes a certain level of risk that just isn't practical for some people's lives where they're at right now in their life. And so I, I like that idea that you can find fulfillment even if you don't do it this way. You can do it your way. And you, you talk a little bit about that. But let's get your definition here before we go too much further. What do you mean when you say own your career, own your life? Yeah, so when you own your career, that means that you take full responsibility for everything going on in your career and your life, that you almost treat it like it's your own business. Even if you're not running your business, you are running your career and you take responsibility. And you think about a business owner, no matter what happens uh, in the business or the economy, whatever it may be, they've got to take responsibility. They've got to own it and, and deal with it. And I want people to take full ownership and responsibility. And part of that means that you focus on the things, your energy, on the things that are in your control. So there are a lot of things out there that are outside of our control, right? Like politics, the economy, um, a global pandemic, shutting things down, right? Um, you know, who, all kinds of stuff, including your boss, your spouse, even your kids. Uh, a lot of the time, those things are outside of your control. But what's in our control is uh, the goals we set, the way we spend our time, the actions we take each day, and the way we react to situations and challenges that come up, and the way we show up at work and with others. And instead of drifting along, kind of waiting for other people to tell us what to do, waiting for our boss to give us the next assignment, waiting for our parents to recommend what we do with our career, because a lot of people do that as well, uh, it's about taking ownership and really being intentional to say, okay, I want to be uh, you know, a vice president of finance one day, or I want to start my own business, or I want to be X, whatever it is, and I'm going to figure out how to get there, and I'm going to sit down and make a plan, and I'm going to start taking action every day and every week to move in that direction and achieve my goal. And even if you don't achieve that goal, because a lot of times we set big goals and we don't necessarily make it, we can feel good about the fact that we've actually been acting with intention, we have some clarity about where we want to go, and at least we gave it a shot. And that's the way I treat my career uh, and the same thing with life, right? Taking full ownership means taking full responsibility for everything going on uh, and uh, learning from every situation, always trying to improve and focusing on what you can control, which is how you show up in the world, how you react to certain situations. And I've just found as I have made all those shifts over my career and my life that I've been so much happier and more fulfilled when I focus, you know, when I act that way and I operate that way and focus on what I can control um, and don't stress so much about the things out of our con- out of my control. And so I want other people to get an opportunity to, to do the same and experience the same. Well, and when we take that control, it gives us the opportunity to, uh, you know, I think today we, we see that there's so much more change, and that can be frightening because there's more that might happen to us but it also gives us more opportunities to take control because there are more ways that we can maneuver our career, even if we're not going to be an entrepreneur. And that is a difficult mindset shift, which we're going to get to here a little bit later. And But the idea that 
the same thing that is scary, which is the constant pace of change and increasing pace of change, is also what's creating more opportunity. We just have to be, we have to learn a new skill set to be able to move ourselves forward. And and that's really what you're talking about in this book, is that skill set in terms of what it what it takes um, to move forward. So what would you say are maybe the top two or three skills that people need to perfect to be able to move, to take this control over their career? Mm, good question. And, and I agree with you, uh, not only about taking control, but the fact that we will be facing a lot of scary situations. I think the more, the bigger the goal, uh, oftentimes the scarier it is, uh, especially if it's something that you haven't done before. Uh, it can often be really scary to get outside of your comfort zone. And most people get figure out a skill or a, a job and they stick in their comfort zone. They do things that they know how to do and because it, it's comfortable, right? We do the same thing at home in our personal lives. But I've found the more I get outside of my comfort zone, try new things, set big goals, um, try scary stuff, um, that's when I really learn and when I grow. Uh, and I've you know seen the same with other people all the time that, it's really um, the other side of discomfort. A growth comes from the other side of discomfort. So we try these new things. So you asked about three skills that are really useful in taking ownership of your career and your life. I think number one is curiosity. I think curiosity is the number one most important and most underrated skill for leadership and for career success overall. It's, it's number one for building relationships, building your network, um, and just so many other things. When you have curiosity, then you always have an opportunity to learn, even when you make mistakes, to ask questions like, well, why did that happen? What can I do better next time? Um, if you, you get passed over for a job or a promotion, um, instead of just being upset and assuming the worst, leading with curiosity, well, you know, why did they make that decision? Is there something I could improve for the future? Um, and it also prevents a lot of arguments and anger towards other people when you lead with curiosity instead of making assumptions. So that's number two, or number one. Um, I would say number two is the ability to write down and set goals um, in, a, in, in all areas of your life, but especially in your career. And I say write down because I think it's important to, to actually come up with goals that you want to achieve. Uh, and that starts with really setting a vision for where you want to go with your career. Uh, but then put down smart goals, specific, measurable, actionable, relative, and time-bound uh, goals. So you get really specific with those. A lot of people don't do that. And then actually write them down. There's plenty of studies that show that the act of writing them down improves your chances of achieving them. Uh, and if you want to take it to the next level, tell somebody. Find an accountability partner. Um, talk to your manager. Hire a coach. Find a mentor uh, or just a friend and say, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to get a promotion in the next year. This is my plan for how I'm going to do it. Can you help me? Would you support me? Um, and you'd be amazed how much more you can accomplish when you have people that are cheering for you, rooting for you, holding you accountable. Um, and then the number three skill, um, you know, this is not one maybe you hear about as much, but I, I'm going to say, and I wrote about this in my book, a bias for action. So we all procrastinate on different things at different levels. Uh, but the people that we most admire, the people that are achieving a lot of things are big achievers and usually go above and beyond. Those are the people who are taking action on a regular basis. You know, they write down that goal. And instead of spending two weeks going, I don't know how I'm going to achieve that, just take the first step and then take the next step. And every day I have a journal. I write down, what am I going to get done today? What am I going to do today 
to move me forward? And can I just keep taking action every single day? And yeah, I'm not going to climb the whole mountain in a day. It might take a month or a year or five years or 10 years to get where I want to go. But you'd be amazed at how much you can accomplish over time by taking action every day. And I see so many people that are sitting around, they talk about, you know, writing a book or they talk about getting promoted or they talk about changing careers. Uh, and it doesn't happen because the, the task, the goal seems too big. And so they never get started. But I think really having a bias for action, which is just, you know, I may not do it all, but I'm going to get something done today. What's the next thing that I need to do uh, really helps moving you forward. And if you're in that job search, same thing. What can I do today? Can I send out five resumes? Can I contact five people that is going to keep moving me forward towards my goal? And I think that goes a long way to be really helpful when you're taking action on a regular basis. Oh, I love that. And the other thing that stuck out to me in your book was asking for help. (laughs) My husband tells my kids, my husband tells my kids, but he also tells me that if, you know, what's the first step of getting help? The first step of getting help is asking for help, right? (laughs) They have to ask. So I just wanted to point that out. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about why this is so important. Owning your career is so important for the future of work. And a little bit about how you've seen this shift as we've gone remote, because you started writing this book before before COVID, and I'm I'm curious to see how you're seeing it apply now in in the remote work world. So we'll take a short break, and when we come back, talk about the future of work, and we'll see you in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we've been talking with Andy Storch about the future of work and how you need to own your career and own your life. And and we are going to dive in here a little bit more to why this is becoming more important for people to own their career as we move toward the future of work. And this is a section in your book. So I just w- wanted to get your perspective on this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Marie. So um, I, I talked about the future of work and the future of work is something that's always coming. It's always changing. And we hear about it. And like, you know, what does that mean? What's going on? Well, I want to share some stuff that I think is important for people to just have in the back of their head. Uh, Number one is that the rate of change right now is faster than it has ever been before. And if you look around, you see how things are changing. New technologies are coming out. Um, It's just, it's happening so fast compared with what it was like 20 years ago and especially 100 years ago. And yet, the rate of change is slower today than it will ever be. So that means that it's getting faster all the time, right? It's not going to slow down. There's... You know, we can't like wait, well, it'll slow down and then I'll catch up then. And we've got to keep up with, with what's going on. And when you think about what's going on in the working world, jobs are changing all the time, right? We don't always notice it in real time. But if you've been around for a little while, like, like you and I have, um, and you remember what jobs look like 10, 20 years ago, you can probably start thinking of a lot of uh, jobs like software engineers and database programming that have changed. And especially the example I always love to go to is social media manager because I do a lot of stuff in social media. Um, That's a job that did not exist at all in any form 15 years ago. And yet you would be hard pressed to find any decent sized company today without at least one social media manager, if not a whole team of people that are managing social media, right? So things have changed and are changing all the time. So how do we prepare for this? Well, the other thing that's changing is that I see a lot more companies going to project-based work, either they're hiring more consultants, you've probably heard of the gig economy, uh, or they're just asking people to do more project-based work. Instead of this, the old, like you get in one type of job, you move up the ranks in that job, and that's all you do, um, people move around more, get more experience doing different things, and have a lot more different opportunities, which I think is wonderful for people who are out there working. Uh, I think there's more power, there's more opportunity, um, you don't get pigeonholed into one thing, but you've got to be prepared for all these things. You've got to be prepared to take advantage of it, and you've got to be prepared for crazy things that might be coming, right? I mean, we all saw what happened in 2020, that anything can happen. We, we, we're never going to be able to predict, you know, a global pandemic, but the economy could change, your company could decide to make some strategy changes or layoffs or whatever it may be. And, you know, you can't predict these things, but you can prepare for the future. And the three big things that I wrote about in the book that you can do to help prepare yourself for the future of work and any challenges that might come up are number one, make sure that you are always investing in continuous learning. So you're going out and spending time on a regular basis, uh, learning about the latest trends, things going on in your industry, whatever it may be, um, so that you're ready when jobs do change. Number two, you are building your network and you're not waiting until that moment when you need it. You're building your network now. You're digging your well before you're thirsty uh, so that it's there for you when you do need it, when you do lose that job or the industry changes and you want to find a different job. And number three is building your personal or professional brand. And that brand is really just your reputation 
what do people think about you? And when that brand is strong, it's easier to get some of those gigs or projects or jobs, whatever it is you're going for later. Uh, so those are the three big things that you can be doing to prepare for the gig economy and especially the future of work. Yeah, love it. And that, you know, that creates the buoyancy. I always talk about personal branding, especially being that buoyancy when you know who you are, the value that you add in any situation. And I also consider that network part of your personal brand, right? That's who knows you. It's not just who do you know, it's it's who knows you and what do they think about you. Um, And that's all huge for that professional buoyancy. Absolutely. So I, I agree. And I, I think about that all the time. I'm sorry to interrupt that, you know, I, I talk about all the things you can do to build your brand, how you show up at work and, and um, how you show up on social media and LinkedIn, things like that. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing that affects your brand and your reputation is who knows you and, and what do they think about you? So are you going out and meeting the right people and, and are you doing nice things for them so that they think favorably of you? Yeah. When, and you talked about in this section, um, also, that remote work, with remote work growing like it is now, how does, I just kind of wondered, how does that fit into this conversation? Are you seeing it, people taking different avenues of, of owning their career? Has remote work helped people understand that they've got to own their career? Yeah, so... Obviously, like because of the pandemic, the remote work was already growing. You and I talked at the break. We've both been working remotely for close to 10 years. Um, and many other people were starting to get on that, that bus, if you will, that train. Um, the trend was always already working towards more remote work. And then the COVID-19 pandemic just accelerated that and sent everybody home. And now, as you and I record this in August of 2021, there are many companies who are slowly bringing people back to work. There are many that have said, we're not bringing anybody back to the office and you can work remotely for as long as you like and everything in between. I think it's providing people with a lot more flexibility, a lot more autonomy. And, you know, frankly, right now, uh, the people have the, the power and sort of the, the chance to say, well, I like this. I want to stay at the uh, stay at home, uh, whereas some may want to go back to work. Um, I think that remote work provides people with a lot of opportunities to work in the style they want and, and maybe even do more work, pick up more projects and build their brand and help them own their career because they can really take control of their time and what they're doing. The flip side of that is that there are some downsides when it comes to, say, building your network and building your brand that you're not at the office necessarily. You're, you can't just walk the halls and go to lunch with people and make friends that way and build your network. Therefore, you have to be a lot more intentional with how you do those things. So it's easy, especially if you are, say, an introvert and you kind of like to just focus on doing your own work and not talk to anybody else. Easy to just sit at home and get your job done and then go watch Netflix at night and never talk to anybody. That's a bit of an extreme situation, right? But I'm sure it happens. And then nobody knows who you are and what you're doing. So you've got to be more intentional in reaching out to people in your company and saying, hey, can we do a virtual coffee on Friday? Just jump on Zoom. Uh, maybe three, four of us, and just chat about what we're working on. Um, not just people on your team, but reach out to people outside of your team to build that network. Uh, and then, you know, get involved in social media, especially LinkedIn, if you're in the corporate world, uh, connecting with people, following people, you know, leaving comments, maybe posting some content every now and then uh, to, you know, let people know who you are, what you're doing, what you're working on, uh, so that you are building that brand and you're building that reputation uh, so that when opportunities come up, you know, your name is in kind of in the conversation versus everybody kind of wondering who you are when you show up because they haven't really heard from you or talked to you. So you just got to be a lot more intentional and 
And I think you mentioned it earlier. I made that pivot uh, while I was writing the book because I was in the middle of writing it when the pandemic hit. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we need to address remote working and virtual you know, work because we're probably going to be in this situation for quite some time. Right. And as you, you've talked about this a couple of times in terms of um, this tactics. So we've talked a lot about tactics and I just want to take a minute and talk about mindset because none of the tactics that we've talked about really work if people aren't able to shift their mindset. So talk to me just a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think mindset is huge. I often say mindset is everything. When it comes down to all the things you're doing, your goals, whatever it is you're trying to achieve in your career, um, that your mindset has a big, big impact in all this. And people might wonder, okay, maybe I have a good mindset. What, What does that mean? What is your mindset? Well, for me, your mindset is essentially your outlook and your perception of the world. Um, are you, you know, do you see things favorably or do you feel like everybody is out to get you, right? There's kind of a drastic difference between those. I really like to talk about uh, people taking an ownership mindset, just like we talked earlier about how to own your career. Taking ownership mindset, meaning, uh, like I said earlier, you focus on things that are in your control and try not to worry too much about the things that are outside your control and you don't act like a victim. So you take responsibility for everything. You focus on the things that are in your control and you believe there's a big shift that uh, can help, which is through the belief that everything in life happens for you. So, never, so instead of everything in life happening to you, everything in life happens for you. And that's a hard shift to make sometimes, especially when you feel like things are not going your way and they're out of your control. But it, the shift allows you to start seeing challenges as opportunities, even when it's hard in the moment, like you lose your job, you get laid off. That doesn't sound very good. It doesn't sound like a good thing. But what if losing that job allows you to go have a conversation that leads to the next job, which is actually much better fit for you? It's actually your dream job, and you never would have gotten it if you didn't lose the job in the first place. So maybe that happened for you. And and there's a lot of big challenges that happen in life. And I've been through my share of challenges. I've had bad bosses and bad jobs. I've had health, uh, you know, health crises um, or challenges, uh, relationship challenges, all those things. And all of them were hard in the moment, but I do believe that they all happened for me to allow me to get to the next place to where I needed to get to, to allow me to help other people uh, just for so many different reasons. So I'm a big fan of that taking ownership, taking responsibility for whatever is going on, um, believing truly that everything in life happens for you, and turning challenges into opportunities. And one thing that can help with that, and I have a, a giveaway with the, with the questions listed here, but whenever a big challenge comes up, uh, try to ask yourself these three questions. Number one is, what is great about this? Um, you can almost find silver linings in every challenge that comes up. Uh, for example, For me, in 2020, um, the pandemic shut my entire business down. My whole business was selling and running in-person training programs. I was getting on planes every week and flying around leading leadership development workshops. And the pandemic, because of the pandemic, the whole business was shut down. My clients canceled everything, and um, I had no income coming in. Uh, So I, I made some pivots, and things worked out quite well. But what was really great about it was that I also have two young kids, and I stopped traveling And I was home with my kids every night for the next year, pretty much. Uh, And that never would have happened if it wasn't for the pandemic. So it was a really great thing that came out of a major challenge. The second question is, what can I learn from this? And this is kind of an easy one when you're facing a big challenge, especially when you make a mistake. Instead of just getting mad, ask that question, well, what can I learn from this? How can I improve next time? What difference can I make? 
You know, an easy example is you're driving for a meeting and you hit some traffic and you end up being late. What can you learn from that? Well, maybe next time I should leave a little bit earlier, right? And that's taking responsibility in a situation that others might say is out of your control. And then the third, the third question is, what does this make possible? And I already shared that example of losing your job and then finding that next job that is the dream job, right? If you didn't lose the first job, you wouldn't get to the other one. And the other example that I shared in my book was that in uh, 2019, I was planning a conference with a friend of mine, and uh, we sold the conference out. It was planned for November 2019. It was planned in Sonoma, California. And so wildfires came through the area. Some of your listeners might remember that. They were more in 2020. Uh, but the Kincaid wildfire specifically uh, came through Sonoma County and uh, entered the town of uh, Santa Rosa. And one week before our conference came right through the town and our hotel was evacuated. They called us and they were evacuating. We can't host a conference here because we're not here. There's fires. So we got the opportunity to email all of our uh, participants, 150 people, and tell them that the, the conference is postponed. Uh, it was a big challenge, but what it made possible was we rescheduled it for January and new people bought tickets that had, were not able to make it in November. And some of those new people have become clients, some have become friends, some have become members of my community that I run. Uh, and I wouldn't even know them if it wasn't for that wildfire. So it was a challenge, but it also created new opportunities. And I think a lot of challenges that we go through often create new opportunities. It's hard to see them in the moment, but a lot of great things come out of them. And when we start to see things that way, I think that's a big, awesome shift in mindset. Then tell us where people can get that download. Sure. So I've got the three questions as well as uh, some other reports, uh, the five steps to owning your career and the five most common career mistakes that people make. You can get all of those by going to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. That's ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Andy. It's been great to have some inspiration from you and and you've done such a great job with this book it's really easy to go through so i hope people will check that out as well own your career own your life and um, tell people where they can find you online yeah so the book is on amazon that's the easiest place to get it um the website that we mentioned earlier own your career own your life.com uh, it's got all the bonus resources there and uh, i'm pretty active on social media linkedin instagram uh, even Twitter. So just look me up and let me know that you heard me on this show. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to take a short break. We're going to say goodbye to Andy. And if you want to come back and listen, I'm going to talk a little bit more about trends for the future of work. But we're going to say goodbye to Andy. And thank you so much for joining us on the show. We'll be right back on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. 
How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And if you are listening today, we are talking with Andy Storch about the Own Your Life own your career, own your life book, and just some great tips in here on how to take control of your career and your, your career management. And of course, we talk about that a lot in on this show, and Andy brings a, a different perspective than you would have heard from me. We talked a little bit about the future of work and some of the trends that are happening, and he mentioned this idea that we're seeing in, in the career space is really what we're calling the employee-driven change at work. People are not wanting to go back to an office and so companies are having to adjust. Um, People aren't taking certain types of jobs and people are having to, companies are having to adjust, having to raise salaries, having to offer bonuses, um, having to rework work contracts. I saw something about school district where they're having trouble finding bus drivers. So the office staff are getting their getting their CDL so that they can drive the bus and um, and then go work in the office after they're done. There's a shift going on in the workplace that is not necessarily driven by, you know, the demand or capitalism in, in terms of the purchaser, the consumer in the way that we're used to, but there's a, a shift happening in the workplace because of the demands of the employees and uh, it's a challenging time for companies and HR departments to meet this need. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what sticks and what doesn't as the workforce for- ev- ebbs and flows. Um, but it's an interesting time as an employee, as a job seeker, to find that sweet spot in terms of holding out for what is perhaps ideal and figuring out what is the reality of the day. And it seems to be shifting constantly. You know, do you negotiate for a remote role or are you not going to get the job unless you agree to go back to, to work? And 
I know that there's a lot of people out there navigating that right now. And it comes down to really figuring out what are your priorities? What are your non-negotiables? And where are you willing to make concessions? Because I do believe that the research from, you know, 2015 that showed the most successful job seekers are people that know when to concede will still hold true because nothing is ever ideal. There's always a concession that you'll have to make in some way or another. And if you are not paying attention to the market and what's going on in your industry or in the the geography and a lot of these demand that you know worker shortages are very either localized to a geography or specific to an industry and we've got to be paying attention to what's going on in in our realm in our world if we're job seeking because you might read something about these jobs being hard to fill or whatever and that may not be true in your specific industry or in your specific geography and this was an interesting statistic that I found when we were doing the research for our certified hidden job market class and that 95% of roles that are remote still have some kind of geographic requirement and our coaches were you know interested in this data it came from flex jobs because when you think about a remote role, we might think, oh, I could work anywhere for anyone. But most of the ro- roles, those companies are not used to paying taxes in every country in the world. And a lot of companies that are trying to do remote now may not even be have the accounting staff and setup and, and infrastructure to pay taxes in every state in the U.S. And So they may be regional that you can work in these regions because that's what they can handle in terms of of their infrastructure. Or you may have to work in in the state. And a lot of roles are not remote in terms of 100% remote. They're actually work from home, which means that you'll still be working for a company that might expect you to be able to go in at certain times or certain opportunities but then you're working from home. And those are two different things that work from home or, or work remote. And as the world of work shifts, these are the important data points that we have to keep on top of and, and understanding. And you don't have to know everything about everything. This is why having a focus in your job search, having you know a, a goal as Andy was talking about your vision and setting your goals, because when you're specific and you know where you're headed, then you can follow what matters instead of feeling like you have to try to follow everything, which, of course, just isn't possible, although we try to keep you up to date on this show. And these are some of the trends that we're seeing in remote work, in employee-driven changes at work. Some of the other trends that we're seeing, of course, is the the shift for women in the workplace. And it's been an interesting change. In 2020, the data showed that about 3 million women left the workforce. When you consider that they're the primary 
individual in the family that probably left the workforce to stay at home and, and homeschool kids, when you saw that the child care challenges in, in many places, there wasn't enough child care available, even if the person had wanted to go to work and, and use child care for their non-school age children. And so only 1 million, maybe 1.1 million of those have gone back to work. You look at the uncertainty in the school systems, and once you've stepped out and figured out how to make it work for a lot of moms, you look at the child care costs, and it, it just doesn't make sense to go back. Even if your kid's going to school, the after-school care costs can can be exorbitant in many areas. And yet we've also seen a huge push for women and other diverse candidates and minorities in board roles, in executive roles. And that has opened up opportunities for females that are staying in the workplace to have advancement into roles that maybe didn't feel accessible before. And it's this interesting, I don't know if you'd call it the dichotomy, but you've got a huge push of entrepreneurship for women, for minorities, uh, specifically a lot of black-owned businesses in the past 18 months. We've seen a, a lot of awareness and funding for black-owned businesses and a lot of women starting in entrepreneurship because they, they left the workforce. Entrepreneurship ha- has had a huge push and then also these opportunities for those who stayed in the corporate realm to advance for the individual, a lot of it comes down to figuring out what is it that you really want? What does that look like? And um, Andy in the book talks about Simon Sinek's, you know, the, the golden circle and start with why. But why is a big question for a lot of people. So I often talk about the why being made up of a lot of little what's. So what do you want? What does that look like? What would you know, the ideal day look like. And of course, there's no ideal. So we've got to set that out there and then look for those points to match up with reality. How do we, you know, how do we find those places where we can get a little bit of both, even though we're not getting everything. And those questions are what people are grappling with right now. They're grappling with this, these questions as they hear about this great recession as they hear about um, not the great recession, sorry, the great resignation as they hear about the opportunity to make a change. And there definitely are opportunities to make a change. How do we make sure that we don't take a step in the wrong direction? How do we make sure that we don't take a step that leaves us um, perhaps even worse off. And these are the types of questions that we're talking about today. It's it's understanding what are you really looking for? What do you want more out of? Uh, or what do you want more of in your work life, in your life life? And how do those pieces fit together? I don't love the term work-life balance, but it is somewhat of a puzzle where we're figuring out how those puzzles pieces fit together today 
then the challenge for us is that the puzzle pieces shift in size and shape and and we've got to figure out how they fit together differently tomorrow because today uh, my kids might need a lot and then tomorrow my job might need a lot and I'm constantly re- rebalancing, reintegrating how all of those pieces fit together to make it work. And men, of course, uh, figuring this out as well, many men did stay home during the pandemic, um, became either primary child care or, or as Andy was talking about, you know, used to traveling and now I'm at home and, and trying to work and help out more with the kids than perhaps I have in the past. And many stay-at-home dads figuring out how to uh, welcome the, the mom back into the household as, as working from home, just as the opposite was happening. So how do we navigate all of this and what, what do we see moving forward? And we'll talk about that here in our last segment, give you some just clear steps, recap what Andy was sharing. What, what do you want to do if you're thinking about making a change? If you're feeling unfulfilled, what are some steps that you can take to make that happen? Just want to take a moment and acknowledge one of our sponsors, Resume Writing Academy. So the Resume Writing Academy trains professional resume writers. If you are looking for help with your resume or LinkedIn profile, you can go to ResumeWritingAcademy.com and we have a directory on there that you can use to find a writer that specializes in your type of industry, your type of work, your your level of work. And if you are a professional resume writer wanting to take it to the next level or thinking about starting a business in resume writing, we've got resources there for you as well. In addition to our training program, flagship training program that's coming up starting September 15th. So that's one of our main sponsors for this show, Resume Writing Academy. And we are gonna take a short break. When we come back, give you a list of steps that you can take to take control of your career, own your career, own your life. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, voice America business network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And we, Today we've been talking about owning your career, owning your life. What does that look like? Well, let's go through some steps that you could take to move in that direction. The first is clarity. Really understanding what do you want more of in your career? Oftentimes it's easier to start with what do we want less of? What, what, what don't we like about our current job? And you can start there, get it all down. And then think about what do you want more of? What do you love to do? And this often feels into that strengths place. What do you lose track of when you're doing? What do you, you know, what do people say that you're great at? What do you love to do? And then thinking about those values, what really motivates you at work? And what do you love to get out of work? What, what role does work play in your life? What's important to you about the work environment, your work relationships, the job itself? What do you like about, you know, the work, the tasks themselves? When we look at those values, what we value about work, that can often help us get clarity around what it is we like and don't like, where we're rubbing against our current work. And then we can figure out what we really need to change because you might be unhappy in your current work because of the work hours or your boss. And if we're not quite clear on that, then we might get into the next situation with a similar problem without really realizing it. Or we might bring that problem with us. If we really want work-life balance Oftentimes, we have to change our idea of what we think of in terms of success or how we judge our own performance, because oftentimes we judge our own performance. Did I do a good job today or not? Based on things that really mess with our work-life balance, getting all the things done, right? If you've got a list and your idea of being successful is that you got all of your list accomplished, you'll always struggle with work-life balance because you'll never have all the things done, We've got to redefine how we plan our day, redefine how we plan our success or measure our success, because going to a new boss isn't going to fix that internal measuring stick that we have that may be what is causing the disruption in our work-life balance. So what do you really value in your life, in your work? What means the most to you? And when we think about what we like to do, what really matters to us, we kind of start to get to that idea of why from this, from Simon Sinek's Golden Circle. Why do you work? What really matters to you? And when you can break that down a little bit, it makes it easier. What matters about the environment? What matters about the job? What do you love about the people when you really enjoy working with someone? And what do you love about those tasks, those strengths that you bring to everything that you do? When you get that clarity, then you can start to set those goals that Andy was talking about. Where do you want to move next? What are some ways that you can get more of those things you want to get more of? And there may be a research step in there to figure out 
how do I get more of that? Or are these opportunities going to give me more of that? And then we start doing the things that Andy was talking about in terms of the continuous learning and filling those gaps from where we are to where we want to be, building our network because we know it's really those relationships and who knows me that is going to propel me. And then I'm going to build my professional or personal brand because who knows me and what they know about me or what they think about me is really paramount to my success. And you can do that on social media. You can do it within your organization, you know, on those internal channels in meetings. It doesn't have to be a social media thing, although that's often where our mind goes first today when we think about personal branding. And you're maintaining that network. You're building that network before you need it. You get the clarity. You set those goals. Where do you want to go? And then you fill those gaps with the learning and also with your network to help you get there. And then you're maintaining that and really addressing, as as Andy and I just touched on briefly, although it's such a big topic and it's actually our topic for our, our clubhouse room, um, Thought Leadership Branding Club. We've got our clubhouse room in just a few minutes where we're going to be talking about mindset. So maybe I'll bring some of that back to you here in the coming weeks because mindset is really going to be the make it or break it in terms of these tactics that we were just talking through. If you've got a mindset, and Andy said it beautifully, you know, that the things that happen in the world are happening for you instead of the things in the world are happening to you, that growth mindset, whatever you want to call it, where you are able to consciously decide that you're going to see what happens and look for the good and find the opportunity in it. And it doesn't mean that things that happen are that are bad aren't real and happening but how are you going to actively work to find the action to find the opportunity in those changes that in the pivots (laughs) that happen for us not to us We've got some great guests lined up on the show. If you have topics you'd love us to cover, please let me know. You can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. Happy to cover topics that are of interest to you and welcome guests that would be adding a value to you as a listener. So please let me know, Marie, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we will see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.